Yo, 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 what's up? What's happening, everyone? I'm your host, Ryan Allen, and welcome to All In, All Out. I hope that every one of you is having a great start to your week and a great day in general. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Whatever time it may be, I thank all of you for joining this latest episode. All right, let's get started. Let's talk about mental health therapy. Now, some of you may ask yourself, or maybe asking yourself, why am I talking about mental health therapy? Well, first and foremost, it's one of the most prominent discussions within the last two to three years, especially when the pandemic hit, people were confined to be at home more often than not. During that time period, there were more separations, more divorces, more depressions, and overall more mental health issues. Now, the reason that I am talking about specifically for this episode, because I was on TikTok, of all places, and I saw a video of this guy. And this guy, which I'm obviously going to explain who he is, I see videos of him time to time. He, he's one of those Andrew Tate guys where he says, quote-unquote, controversial statements and comments that are usually in opposition of the leftists and the liberals. And that guy is Sneeko. Hopefully I'm saying his name right, Sneeko. And for those who don't know who Sneeko is, he's a YouTuber, his real name actually is Nico Balentazi. And he's known for his commentary and some deem motivational videos. And he made a comment uh, on mental health therapy where he disagreed with it. And then he made his comments about it, which I'm going to share from his words via video. It, and when I heard him say what he said, it really intrigued me. It really opened my eyes to the, the mental health industry, the health industry overall. Because we got to remember, ladies and gentlemen, the love of money is the root of all evil. And I've said it before, whenever you see a, a downward spiral, whenever you see something negative in the world, ask yourself one question. How does that tie into money? And it necessarily doesn't need to be finances. But it could mean power. Is like the old saying within the world, money makes the world go around. 
And what Wu-Tang said a long time ago, cream get the money, dollar dollar bill, y'all. Cash rules everything around me. So that's the world's philosophy. And even though not everyone operates that way, those same people who may not agree with those sentiments because they don't have any standards, because they don't have any integrity, they will bow down to the corporation. I mean, look at Barack Obama. When he ran for presidency in 2008, he was against same-sex marriage. And then when he re-ran in 2012, he was for it. Because that side of the Democratic Party is for same-sex marriage. They want to change something that's been going on since literally the beginning of time when Adam and Eve, where it's just a man and a woman. And it's that simple. And I believe part of the reason why Obama, just a side note, I believe part of the reason why Obama was put into office so he, along with many other of his constituents, can persuade the black community for sexual perverseness, to hit that target market. That's just my opinion. Because as you see, look at Dwayne Wade's son, Zion, just for an example. But anyway, getting back to mental health therapy, First, I want to define it, and the, this definition is coming from the Merriam-Webster 1828, and it reads, Therapeutic medical treatment of impairment, injury, disease, or disorder. Now, let me make this statement before I move forward. I am not against physical therapy. For example, say someone tears their ACL, a sprained ankle, which I was injury prone many years ago with that when playing basketball full time. If someone goes to physical therapy for that, I'm not against that whatsoever. I'm not against that by any stretch of the imagination. When it comes to Therapy for diseases. I'm not against that either. For example, if someone has diabetes or cancer. Now, personally, I believe the government has the cure for cancer. They're just hiding it. But that's a, that's a different topic <laughs> for a different day. <laughs> but still, if they go into a hospital and they're receiving medical treatment, I'm not against that. Now I've heard but I heard stories where where an individual they had a a major injury around within their face structure and they had two options. They could either stick it out naturally and trust in God that way or they can go the medical route via surgery. And God told this individual, 
that it would be better if you go the natural route. And long story short, this individual went the natural route and he was healed 100%. And I recall he even made the statement that one day it was just gone. Vanished. Poof. So either way, I'm not against medical therapy. But the topic for today is mental health therapy. So... I saw some statistics because I wanted to see if mental health therapy was truly effective. Do people really get the results that they are looking for? And I found one statistic that showed some positivity within it. And that's from psychiatry. Dot org, and one stat reads that 75% show some benefit. And that's within the last two years or so. But other, other than that, I could not find... Oh, let me take that back. I was not able to find any statistic that definitively shows that whatever, whatever issue the individual had was completely resolved due to mental health therapy, going to the doctor, seeing a psychiatrist, all that. And then I asked myself, why is that? Why am I not able <coughs> excuse me? Why am I not able to find a definitive statistic showing that certain patients made a complete 180 from depression to happiness, for an example? I see all of these statistics on women go to therapy more than men. The percentage of people going to mental health clinics increased within the last two years. In 2019 to 2020, 20.78% of adults were experiencing a mental health illness, illness which is the equivalent of 50 million Americans. The vast majority of individuals with a substance use disorder in the U.S. are not receiving the treatment. And let me make this statement as well. Almost forgot one, one thing. I'm also not against people who have drug addictions going to rehab. That's a form of therapy. I'm not against that whatsoever. Now, Personally, and again, I've never been addicted to drugs. The only drugs I've ever taken in my life were cigarettes, marijuana, and drinking. Only drugs I've ever taken in my life. So obviously I don't have the experience of doing the other, other drugs. <laughs> so, but over, the point is, I'm not against people who have drug addictions 
going to rehab, which is a form of therapy within itself. But overall, getting back to my point, I still was not able to find definitive results, definitive statistics. So then I asked myself, why is that? Why we have all of these other stats showing what percentage of the youth are experiencing depression? What percentage of adults are experiencing mental health? What percentage of the youth are, are experiencing a substance abuse disorder? We see all of these statistics, but nothing definitive to where someone made a complete 180. And I realize the reason why. Because it truly is not effective. Because it doesn't get to the root of the problem. I believe, and I, I don't, I'm not saying every doctor. I'm not saying every doctor. But I believe the majority of doctors in, in the mental health industry are just running a business. Because here's a stat for you. The mental health and substance abuse centers made $20.8 billion this year. And it's estimated that from 2021 to 2026 is expected an estimated growth of $201.41 billion. So imagine that. A $180 difference from 2021 to 2026. Now, why is the, the revenue, why is the, the, the gross profit or the net profit increasing? You know what that tells me? They expect more people to experience mental health issues down the line. Now, why is that? Why are people, in my opinion, according to these stats, expected to have more mental health issues, more anxiety, more depression, more oppression? Why is that? And it's one reason only, because they don't have the word of God. They don't not have the word of God, because at the end of the day, only the word of God can truly heal any negative emotion that you have. Anything, depression, anxiety, guilt, insecurity. Confidence, lack of confidence. Only God and the and His Word can heal it. Now, before I get into that, 
I do want to share three videos of Sneeko expressing his opinion on mental health therapy. Because as I said, once I saw his video, it really got me thinking on the mental health industry and how crooked to an extent they are. Because let me tell you a personal experience. And I didn't even know, excuse me, I didn't even know what I'm about to say up until more than a few weeks ago. So when I was younger, I was very hyper, very hyper. I would not sit still. It probably was those McDonald's chicken nuggets messing with my my, my body chemistry. But anyway, anyway, I used to go to a, a doctor in Stanford. I won't say the doctor's name. But at one point, he had recommended my mom to put me on pills, medication pills. And those pills were supposedly to help me calm down. But I would think a lot of us would know with those type of drugs, we start to get more, lack of a better term, more dumb, more lackadaisical, very nonchalant, essentially not being yourself. And he had mentioned that his son was using the medication, or at the very least, his son had a mental disability. And the reason why these doctors, oh, before I get into that, and by the grace of God, my sister told my mom, don't put him on no medication. By the grace of God. So I never was on any medication. I was never never on any antidepressants or any other that any other foolishness. God's mercy, I tell you. But when I was told that story, it didn't surprise me. It didn't surprise me because that's what these doctors do. From humans to animals. Even when I worked at Petco, I currently work at Petco, there's a food called Science Diet. And on that bag, it reads, number one veterinarian recommended, or something along that lines. But if you read the ingredients of that food brand, it's a bunch of garbage. Same thing with Royal Canaan. One, when I was helping a guy one time, he asked me, is this a good brand? And I said, no. And <laughs> when I told him that, he was disappointed because I believe a doctor, a veterinarian had told him that it was a good brand. And I goes to show you that these these medical pharmaceutical companies, they make money off these brands at the doctor's office. Many of them. 
they make money off giving people descriptions. If, if, if the medical industry would tell doctors, and it probably do tell doctors, look, if a child is have symptoms of ADHD, of depression, suicidal, anything evil, give them or at least persuade the parent or guardian to put them on this medication. Because here's what happens. Once the child gets hooked on the medication and the, the parent or guardian happens to see posit, positive results in their eyes, then they want to keep it going, which is more money in the pharmaceuticals bank account and more money for the doctor's office. And another personal example example. And again, I'm not I'm not gonna say who the doctor is. Is actually technic no, I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> As a doctor, when I was going for physical therapy, because I don't remember what the issue was. It may have been my neck. It may have been my shoulder, but for the for three weeks straight, two or three weeks straight, I was going there once a week just to make sure that I was good because I had pain in my shoulder. And then after the third week or so, I don't remember exactly. This doctor was telling me that you, know, you need to come back. Because your your shoulder mobility isn't well. Because when I was younger, I was able to fully put my elbow behind my head. But because I I gained more muscle and put on more weight, obviously because of muscle and some fat, being transparent. <laughs> I'm not fat, just being objective. He's telling me that I need to come back because my shoulder mobility, I need to put my elbow behind my head. But wait a minute. My shoulder's okay. It's free from pain. I don't have no ailment. I don't have no pain overall. Why do I need to keep coming back? I'm well. But he was telling me that I need to come back because... I need to put my elbow behind my head. I need to be able to do that. No. No. And once he told me that, I didn't go back. I did not go back. And that's my whole point. That these doctors, they, they may be nice people and they, their attention is well in their eyes. Or in general. However, subconsciously, at the very least, they know that it's still a business. They know that they are investing their time and effort. Excuse me. Their time and effort to help out certain patients. And even when I, whenever I went back, and I had some sort of internal issues, I was always, get, not always, but the majority of the time, 
I was given some sort of tablet or capsule to take. Always. And that's the whole point I'm, I'm attempting to make, is that you got to be careful on uh, who's your doctor. You got to be careful of their agenda. And you got to do your own research. Because in the, even in the educational system, where because of the pandemic and students taking classes online, and it was something they're not obviously used to because children, middle schoolers, they need to be in a classroom. They need to be in a classroom. And because of the, the switch on the fly from in, in class to online, some people fall behind. Some people struggle with certain subjects or just school in general online. So now their, their grades or their marks aren't reflecting well to the point where they want to test kids, whether they need to be in special ed or not. That happened to one of my family members. They, they wanted to test one of my family members. And the mother said, no, you're not testing my son. Because it's an agenda behind it. And that agenda in that case, which is more towards black people, the agenda in that case is to get funding for the special ed to where now they are potentially going to different doctors, getting more tests, and then prescribe them with something. It all, it all works in a circle. All works in a circle. The school board works with the doctors, the nurses. It all goes round and round. And that's why we got to be careful with doctors. All right. Let me get to the video because I said it a while back now. So here's the first video. It's actually with Andrew Tate making his brief comment on therapy and then Sneeko commenting on Andrew Tate's comments. And before I play the video, along with the other videos, Disclaimer, there's going to be explicit language involved. I don't condone the explicit language whatsoever. It's just the way they talk. So here's the first video. Take a listen. My final point on therapy is as follows. It is detrimental. Not only is it useless, not only is it not science, not only is it bullshit, it actually makes people worse. The worst thing you can do if you have a problem is sit and fucking talk about it all day. People say you shouldn't bury your problems because if you repress them, that's bullshit. World War II, how many people died? Did everyone sit around and fuck? Nowadays people have, I have trauma. I'm trauma because my boyfriend was a Scorpio. <laughs> Everything is a mental health problem now. Too many people have, I'm bipolar crazy. I'm just, I'm just crazy. I'm literally crazy. I'm literally OCD. I'm literally ADHD. My final point on. Okay. 
I'm laughing. I'm laughing because <laughs> because Sneeko is he's saying, oh, there's too many mental health problems. Oh, my boyfriend don't like it because he's a Scorpio. What? <laughs> okay. Here, here's the the second video. <sighs> you got to stop believing in whatever mental health therapy is a pyramid scheme. It all trickles down for the top so they can sell you meds, so they can sell you therapy, so that they can keep you, I'm sad and things aren't working for me, so they can give you pills, you go to the pharmacy. It's all, it's all a business. You just can't believe it. You can't, if you accept mental health, then you're just accepting weakness. Everyone here, everyone in the chat says I have ADHD. And if I accepted that when I was younger, they diagnosed me when I was like 11, then I'm accepting that I have a mental disability. Do I want to think that I'm a disabled person? Do I want to have, do I want to walk around life and thinking like, if only I wasn't disabled, then I could be success. Or I'm going to be like, fuck that. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Every year they try to tell Kanye the same thing. You're bipolar. He's off his meds. Kanye needs medication. Instead, he keeps dropping albums. He's dropping number ones. Keeps, bro. If he accepted that shit and he stayed in a hospital, bro, then, oh, at least he's mental health, this mental health thing. No, you cannot accept what they tell you. You cannot think that you have a chemical imbalance. What the fuck? We all have brains. We're all people. Don't accept the weaknesses that they tell you you have. What would, what would happen if I just accepted, like, oh, I have ADHD. Then what? Pop pills every day? Go to therapy? Don't work. Oh, if only I didn't have any issue, then I could edit my videos. No, I just work harder. Just push myself more. Okay. But before I get into the third video, I do want to comment on a couple of remarks. First with Andrew Tate. I, I disagree when he says that it's useless. Again, not every doctor has a personal agenda, whether it's financial or whether it's, it, it, it's how, how can I put this? Whether it's financial, financial or psychological from the standpoint of pushing their own agenda on the individual. For example, say that a, a kid goes in and they're confused on who they are. It's a boy and he thinks it's a girl. That is a big deal, huge issue now within the United States and in the world in general. I heard that in Canada psychologists aren't even allowed to bring up quote-unquote religion. I'm using quote-unquote because Christianity ain't a religion. They're, the psychologists and the doctors aren't even allowed to bring that up to the kids to say, look, God made you a boy. You are a boy. They're not even allowed to say that, at least in Canada. So that's why I say not every doctor has a personal agenda, whether it's financial or whether it's psychological. 
Second thing, what he said is BS. Again, it, it's not for the same reasons I mentioned earlier. There are good, they are great Christian doctors out there that actually want to help you out and not make money off you. And so now to go to, to Sneeko, when he says that too many mental health problems in the world, essentially. And he's right. There are too many. We all go through trials and tribulations every day. Every day. From for me, when I worked at AT&T, from when I was getting bullied in school, whether it was financials. We all go through trials and tribulations. But as Martin Luther King Jr. once said, I, you'll know a man's true character. You, you'll know a man's true character not in moments of comfort and convenience, but you'll know a man's true character in moments of controversy and challenge. When you, what that means is that when your back's against the wall and you got to, hey, I'm going to push forward. I'm going to get past this. I'm going to stand my ground to do right. I do not have a mental illness. Or you're just going to succumb to it and say, oh, I got, as Nico said, oh, I got ADHD. Woe is me. If I, if I didn't have this ADHD, I, was, I would be able to edit my videos. No. As you said, you work harder at it. Don't accept weakness from the world. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ. Jesus, I can do all things. The world wants to tell you, that you can't do this or you can't do that. I heard Matthew McConaughey say in an interview one time that he doesn't allow that language in his home. He, he gave an example of, I don't, I don't recall if it was his son or his daughter, where they said to him, Daddy, I can't do this. And Matthew McConaughey said, you what? You what? And instead of saying, I can't do this, you say, Daddy, I'm having issues putting X thing together. Would you help me? See, that's a mindset. That's an integral mindset. And it's a renewing, if, if, you're, if you're coming from a, a, a standpoint of can't and you're now going to a, a place of no I can and if I'm having issues or I'm struggling in this particular area let me humble myself and ask for help humility is the key because everyone needs help at some point in their life. At some point. 
And when you receive that help, now it's your duty to learn off the assistance of that individual. So now next time, you can do it yourself. You can do it yourself. And another thing Sneeko said, it's all a business to get people to take pills and things of that nature. I agree. I agree. At the root of it, I agree. I totally agree because it's a business at the end of the day. And you see the statistics that it's going, estimated growth is $201.41 billion. Why is it going up over $180 billion? Why? Again, that tells me they suspect more people to need that mental health therapy. They suspect it. And it's a tragedy within itself. Here's the last video I want to share. Take a listen. Personally, I think like you always know the answer. Everything that you say in therapy, you could pr- you know that you should just get over it and you should be forward thinking. The solution to all your problems is just moving on with your life, really. I know that people have like past things that they need to get over, but you could conversate with that with your friends, your family. You don't need to whine about it. And like, I feel like a lot of people go to therapy just like hearing themselves talk. And therapy going every week kind of validates all your problems when a lot of them you could just get over. It's so common in the first world now, these people in rich places like New York City and LA. It's like I told my therapist, oh my God, I can't wait to tell my therapist this. It's their own little personal movie. They're the main character. The therapist is the audience. I just, I, let me comment what I disagree on. But before I get into that, let me tell you what I do agree on within that last video. What, what I agree on is the get over part and get over from the standpoint that you got to push forward. You, you got to push forward in life. You know, if I, if, when I was getting bullied, if I always complained to my mom, oh, these people picking on me, yada, yada, yada. You know, at, at some point, you just had to suck it up. You got to suck it up because what I was experiencing, many people experienced much worse. Look at Martin Luther King Jr. Look at Malcolm X. Rosa Parks. Look at Jesus himself. Eight times, listen to me, eight times in the Bible, people wanted to kill Jesus. One time, when Jesus called out his hometown for the unbelief, that's in Luke chapter 4, when Jesus challenged the Pharisees' traditions about the Sabbath, that's a reference in Matthew 12, Mark 2, and Luke 6. When Jesus placed himself above the Pharisees' level of authority, that's in the book of John, I believe chapter 4 or 5. When Jesus called himself by God's name, that's in John 8. When Jesus referred to himself as God, again, that's in John chapter 10. When Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, John 11. When Jesus cleansed the temple, the final time of corruption, that's in the book of Mark, And the book of Luke. Jesus. People wanted to kill him eight 
times. And you think Jesus wild around and say, oh, woe is me. God, please get these people off my back. Uh, I'm going through such a depression. These people trying to kill me and I'm I just spreading the word of God. No. No, he pushed forward. He pushed on. So I agree from that standpoint of, you know, if you want to talk with your friend, quote unquote friends or your parents about it, I'm not necessarily against that. But, but I'll show the other side of that why there is a better option. And uh, the, one, the one thing I disagree on is moving on. Moving on. I, I totally disagree with that because you got to address the problem. If you're going through an issue, you have to address the problem. You got to speak on the problem. It, you can't bald. No. You should not. I'm still learning. I'm still, I'm still learning <laughs> to switch, switch out, substitute words. You should not follow your emotions inside and not talk about it. I give three examples in the Bible why, why we should speak on those issues. And we're actually told to speak on those issues. For a first example is in 1 John Chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. I'm reading from the New King James. If we say that we have no sin, we, de we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Confess that speaking. If we say that speaking, we got to address the issue and we obviously need to be transparent with ourselves. If, we, if we're just keeping everything inside that we're never going to address the issue at hand. You got to talk about it. That's why there's a, there's a scripture where it reads, write, write down the vision. Write down the vision. Because you got to see for yourself the issue at hand. And, and that scripture I'm referring to is in Habakkuk. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Abaku 2.2. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon the tables that he may run that rather it. Got to write it down. Got to write it down. And you got to talk about it. You have to talk about it. Second, second scripture is in Matthew 7, 7. 
and it reads, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. Now, obviously, clearly, it doesn't literally mean ask for anything you want. For example, you want to ask for drugs. If you want to ask for two girls to have a threesome, I'm not talking about that. If you're asking, how can I get peace? How can I get past through these issues? How can I properly communicate to this individual what they need to know? That's what the scripture is talking about. Ask, seek, and then here comes the knocking. And that's directly from Jesus himself. The last scripture is in James chapter 5, verse 16. And that reads, confess your trespasses, trespasses, to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now, that's talking about specific needs, not being broad with whatever you are confessing, your trespasses. To one another. And that's talking about the brethren. Amongst the body of Christ. The, the whole point. To wrap this up. I'm about to close. By the end of this show. God. Is the ultimate therapist. I, don't, I have two therapists. At the core of it all. God the Heavenly Father, and the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Those are my therapists. And the book that I need that will answer my questions is the, the Word of God, which is the Holy Bible. That is my therapist. Those are my therapists. The good shepherd is my therapist. That is who I go to when I need help in certain situations, when I'm struggling in certain situations. That's who you should go to. Not the man. And when I mean man, a physical therapist, not physical, a mental health therapist. I would advocate going to a pastor, an apostle, a reverend. The only thing I will add to that is that make sure that what they're saying lines up with the word of God. For example, if you're having a, an issue with lust, and you're going to the pastor for advice. And they tell you that, ah, it's okay. You know, as long as you wear a condom, you'll be all right. But however, 
If you go into the word of God and you look in the scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and 9, fornicators will not inherit the kingdom of God. It did not line up with the scripture. And the scripture will always supersede man. Always. Because it never changes. It's from everlasting to everlasting. So if you do go to a man or woman, I strongly advise going to a pastor or or a, a person of leadership. And again, whatever they tell you, humble yourself to listen to what they, they are saying. And then if you need to, if, you, if you're only a babe in this thing or if it's something that is, is a, a struggle for you, a major struggle for you, go to the Bible and verify it. Or just go to the Bible first and, and, and verify it for yourself. Now, there's a scripture in the, in the Bible where it talks about praying in your, in your closet. And when, when, you, when you pray... In the closet, God will answer your your prayers. And I'm going to it right now because I want to share it with all of you. And it's in the the book of Matthew. And I'm getting there right now. Apologize for the the wait. Okay. Here we go. Matthew 6, 6. And I'm reading from the, the, King, the New King James. But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will, will reward you openly. So what that means is if you first humble yourself, like, like the scripture says in Matthew 18, where it reads, whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. If you first humble yourself as a child to seek the truth, which is the word of God. Jesus said it himself, the truth shall make you free. And you pray to God, the heavenly father, seeking the answers humbly. I, I, I need to reinstate that. God will reveal to you the answers and what the scripture states. Your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. That's the, the grace and awesomeness of God. But you got to want it. You got to be all in. Don't, if you don't do it humbly, if you're just doing it 
to find flaws, which you can't. I'm saying can't for that one because there's no flaw in the word of God. Then you're not going to get what you want. You're not. You got to be all in 100%. Lord, I am seeking the truth and I want it. I want it. But in conclusion with this episode, here, here, here are some Bible verses, Bible verses to deal with different issues. I'll read a handful. When you are afraid, you can go to John 14, 27, which reads, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I don't give as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. When you need the strength to keep fighting, keep pushing forward, get to the finish line or reach the mountaintop, as Martin Luther King once said. Psalms 112 verse 7. They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. If you're feeling guilty, 1 John 1, 9. I just read it. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all, not some, not a few, not a minuscule, all unrighteousness. And that's the grace of God. Hallelujah. If you're feeling impatient, (laughs) Luke chapter 1 verse 45 Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Be patient. God will always, the Lord will always fulfill his promises. Always. And what I realize about my Heavenly Father is that whatever I prayed for, whatever I was seeking... The moment that I got it, it was right when I needed it. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'll read one more. And I'll attach this this website link in the description below. Here's the last one I'll read. When you're feeling insecure. Hmm. that's 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 a big one. Because when I was younger, I was insecure. Because I was getting bullied. I was being told that I wasn't good enough. I was being told the R word, that I was stupid. I was in special ed at that time, and I thought I was that. And here's one thing that helped me. At Romans 5, chapter 8, which reads, For God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And what that means is when you start seeing yourself through God's eyes that you are a child of God, 
and that he pro- profoundly loves you with your flaws. And you got nothing to be insecure about. When I got born again, when I got saved in the summer of 2013, praise God, next year is going to be 10 years since I gave my life to Christ. Hallelujah. It's, it's the greatest privilege I ever have in this life is to serve God and to be a disciple. When I got born again in the summer of 2013, and when I looked at the scriptures, and, and, and I knew once reading, reading the scripture that all I need is God's validation And that's what it means. God demonstrates his own love for us. Not the world's love, but God's love. And because of God's love and knowing that you are a child of God, because not everyone's a child of God. No, 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 no. We're all made from God. God created us in his likeness and his image. But we're not all a child of God. But when I was born again, I became a child of God. And because all the times I was bullied, all the times I was disrespected, I gave it all to him. I gave it all to him. Whenever I was told a bad name, I gave it all to him. All those times, well, first I forgave those people that did the things to me, and I gave it all to him. I gave it all to him. I said, said, Lord, I belong to you now. You are the ultimate judge. The ultimate. Now, that does not say that we're not commanded to judge one another righteously, according to John 7, 24, and I'll do an episode on that. But when it comes to this world that we live in. God is the ultimate judge. I don't care what the sinner has to say because they're not walking with God. You have evil standards. I have the godly standards. And that's why the word of God is the greatest therapeutic avenue to go to whenever you're going through any struggle, any trial, and any tribulation. Because the word of God always has the answer. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Heavenly Father. And that's all I got for today, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that you learn something from this episode. I hope it touched your heart. I hope you, I hope you go away from it and, and take these tools. I said go away from it. Come away from this episode and take some of these tools and use them in your everyday life because these are the tools of the word of God. Ain't no Milwaukee drill 
can touch the word of God. <laughs> you can follow me on all my social media platforms. They'll be in the description below, along with the article where if you're having an issue or a struggle within your life, you can go to that website and the scriptures are there. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, stay blessed and stay well balanced. Thank you.